Come on in and grab a seat. It's the Reality Roundtable. I am Mags. And I am the big guy. And we are the Reality Rascals. All right, so right off the bat, let's say the obvious. The tribes merged, sort of. We knew that. Um, This is the new 2.0 merge. It's the only way they've been doing it for a while now where they merge. But for us, it's a merge. But for the contestants, it's not. As far as I'm concerned, it's the merge. How do you feel about that? Yeah, actually, I like I like the earn the merge. That's what Jeff's been calling it. Yeah, I actually like it. Everybody automatically thinks they're together. But we know the last couple seasons, half, you know, get the buff after the challenge. For me, it's the merge, you know. All right, so we had the potential for something really memorable to happen, and that was right in the beginning when Bruce got the beware advantage. So at some point in the editing here, can make this look however they want, assume that it was on the up and up. So at some point in the morning of the day before the merge or the day of the merge, Bruce and his tribe found the beware advantage, all except for Katura. We all know that he, you know, the rule is he can't use his vote until he finds the idol. Katura was alone again, so everyone acted like, how dare she go for look for an idol in the last episode when they're all off? We don't know what they're doing, right? So now we have two episodes in a row where everyone but her is off somewhere else. We see in this episode, it's because they are looking for an idol. Is this what they were doing last time? Because if it is, it's super hypocritical and really looks badly on them. Like, why is she alone? I need to know why she is alone. I can't stop thinking about it since the last episode. Is she alone because yeah. she's like... Yes, she needs some private time to go take a dump. Um, is it because they're all going to do something? Like maybe they go for a nature walk and she doesn't want to go for the nature walk? I don't know why, why she's the only one that's left alone, but that's what's happening. And what is strange to me, and, and we touched upon this, I've done my Mia culpa. Everyone hates Bruce, but Bruce is still leading that tribe, whether they want to admit it or not. And I really believe that... Bruce would have been voted off if they had gone to tribal last episode or the one before that. So it doesn't make any sense why she's like the odd man out. Do you have any ideas or insight into this? Like maybe she's sleeping. Could it be that she's sleeping and they get up and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I can't figure it out either. Is it two weeks in a row? She's just by herself. You don't know where, where the rest of your tribe is going, whether it's just the editing or they never say it on the on his podcast or anything. Or yeah. no, nobody asked yet. I feel like I asked him, I emailed a question and saying, hey, what, what the hell's going on with the uh, couture by herself bit? <laughs> Everybody's look, everybody looks for the idol and she's nowhere to be found and then yeah you're right Bruce you're, they could have voted him out earlier and he, you know, he is annoying but he is running that tribe yeah he's running that tribe and they can say that they hate him and they're done with him and everything we'll get to some of that later on he is in charge of that tribe at least up to this point so back to the beware advantage they find this beware advantage and they want to keep it a secret from Katora. I don't understand that either but I'm going to go along with it so I think what's happening now if I'm going, is they're just playing along with Bruce that's fine. They play along with Bruce. They want to uh, give Bruce an opportunity to find it because, like we said, he doesn't have a tribe. But Katora shows up and is hanging around. And how dare she hang out with the tribe, right? Like, they, I just don't get the attitude. And there's a lot of that going around on all the tribes this week. We talked about it last week with where everyone was upset at Sifu and everyone was upset at Sean because Sean told Sifu, like, it's too much of this nonsense. Like, it's, you're playing a game. So anyways, so it's going awesome. Bruce is going to have to leave without the vote because the boat shows up. I'm thinking this is going to be something that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. Uh, he, he's got, they're going to take him away. He won't. Is he not going to have his vote? Are they going to have to dig it up in front of Katora and explain what happened? Are they, is he, are they going to have to find a way to get him back to the camp so that he can get his vote? Are they going to hide it at the new camp? I had no idea what was going on. And then Jake, who did not pass out this episode 
is is like I lost my ring and everyone starts digging. Genius idea. Him and Bruce are tied at the hip. I get the plan there. Um, and Bruce finds the idol just in time. I was so disappointed. And I'm going to say the same thing we say every time, which is too many people know about the idol. It cannot be good news for Bruce, especially because it seems like everyone hates him. He goes around saying, we aren't Bellow anymore. That's over. We're this new thing. We have to get whomever out. He's basically giving everyone permission, in my opinion, to vote him out when he says that we're not Bellow anymore. And to further prove that I was way off with how Bruce was fitting in this Bellow tribe, we get Kelly saying how impossible he is to play with. And if I'm not mistaken, she was like playing lookout, right? Right. When he was digging. I don't understand that. So I'm just done. I think she even said something like I'm done with him. But I'm done trying to sort this out. I'm just going to let it unfold. And then what, how do you feel like, what's your opinion on this whole thing? So the Katura thing, she did nothing wrong. All she does side interviews is complaining about Bruce. She hasn't pissed anybody off that I know of that I've seen. So that, that part, I don't know. Two, the finding of the idol thing. The editing is too, it's too Perfect. I mean, the guy, yeah. they're digging, digging, digging. It's under the thing. Nobody can find it. And then they have like 10 minutes, you know, to get off, get off the island. Oh, he finds it. And it's, and, and, and Somebody, uh, I think it was Devin's on the on the podcast. He asked Jeff, "When you tell him ten minutes, he's like, we don't time it. You know, they do the. Um, they said it might be eleven minutes, it might be twelve. It's a quick get your stuff and get out. I mean, who knows how long they were? He was looking for it. I mean, who knows? Right. Then they asked him if like, what if he didn't find it in time? He said, just fine print on the part on the parchment paper on the bottom, and it says if if for some reason you leave the area and you don't find it, I guess the whole thing the whole thing's like null and void. Okay, that makes sense. That's good to know. Good information. Great job doing a little research uh, on your part, Max. The immunity challenge, I thought was really good. Uh, I love They feel, correct me if I'm wrong, they feel longer. I thought this one was the, one of the best ones they've done. It was grueling. It was challenging. Up and down the net, pushing the block, getting the blocks together. Two puzzles in the mud, in the mud again. Yeah, that he, modified twisted rope thing in the mud, which I thought was great. Was a yeah, new take on it. They were asking Jeff about challenge. And he said they make they make their own mud. He said they they don't they don't just throw water in the dirt and he said they hold they have a whole like mixture they do. Yeah. He said they love mud. He said they mix it special <laughs> on the side and they bring the truck in, dump it in and whatnot. Then he said like they take about a half hour for each tribe. They run right through how to do each challenge. And he and he says, he's like, every year when I tell them how to do the challenge, I always hear people talking strategy but he's like, they're gonna miss something that I say half the right. time. He's like, like it's, on, the he's like, it's on you if you don't if you don't hear what the instruction I'm giving. Because you're trying to say, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, or you're going to do the mud, and I'm going to climb this. You do mm-hmm. the puzzle. So he said they take like a half hour for each each tribe to, to run, you know, what they're going to do with the challenge. Then they bring them all back together. It's definitely longer this season. They added more parts. I like what you said about the mud. That's interesting because the mud sticks to them. Like, it just sticks to them. Like, I've never seen before. When they were eating the, uh, the food, I'm like, they're all full of mud. Like, their hands yeah. are... The back of the hands were caked with mud. That goes to show that they are manipulating it in a way. They're making their own mud um, right. because they want that property, which is probably high clay content. So I, a couple of things that I liked in this, I, like I said before, I liked the modified twisted rope thing where they had to climb through. The twisted one, um, not that it was getting old or tired, but they've done it. So let's change it up a little bit. And I thought that was right. great. I liked that they had that giant ball thing that they had to climb on top of because covered in mud round smooth surface you figure it's difficult i like that they had to pile up the sandbags to help them clear and i'm not going in order here but i like yeah. that they had to cl- pile up those sandbags on top of their cart to help them get high enough i thought right. that was really cool i loved it i thought it was i thought it was great 
And then the puzzle was that it was an old uh, back to the old cl- classic concentration with Alex Trebek. You know, he had to figure out the clues and then put it into words. So that I mean, yes. that was that was something new. I've never seen that before. No, which is actually a good idea. I actually liked it. Great idea. Multi-step, multi-part. Loved it. Winning group got to go to some hut. I guess this is the sanctuary. This is a couple of times we've seen the sanctuary, right? Yeah. Um, reminds me of Walking Dead. And eat a bunch of food and relax, and you weren't able to get voted out, which is, which is great. I don't think they emphasized that enough until after it was over, um, just for the viewers. But I guess we know that already from watching. All in all, I thought it was a pretty good reward. It looked like salad, buttered rolls, and I couldn't tell what else. Uh, maybe chicken parm. It looked like some kind of saucy chicken thing. I thought I thought there was going to be like some kind of hidden advantage mixed in the food, which they've done before. Yeah. They haven't done it in a while, though, actually. Usually they find something in there when someone's looking for the rolls or whatever. But Yeah, I think it's been like five or six seasons at least that they've done that. Yeah. All right, so while eating, uh, Sifu throws out Jay's name because he thinks she wrote down his name. So that, that is totally backfiring for her. Yeah. He was the first one to say something. You, We heard a couple of people say, I think Bruce in particular was like, I'm a little worried to throw a name out. I'm not sure who, who's going to throw the name out first. And it was Sifu. Everyone was okay with it. They all were like, okay, Jay's good. She had the, you know, the most difficulty getting through the challenge. So we had spoken and said that she was going to go. I think it really hurt her team's ability to win, so it's easy to vote her out. Plus, for some reason, the entire old Reba tribe hates her. I don't get that. Anything that you know of of why they hate her other than she kind of was trying to take charge, but I didn't think it was in an ob- uh, obnoxious, pushy way. But what do you, do you have any idea why they don't like her? Uh, maybe just the way she acts. I mean, maybe they thought, like, you know, strategizing behind the scenes or something. I don't yeah, know. She doesn't, doesn't really have, like, a good personality, according to me. I mean, I know she's some kind of YouTuber or whatever she does. Yeah. In my opinion, it kind of came out of nowhere last week, but um, like you said, maybe she's just not building those personal connections. Her strategy definitely to take blame for writing Sifu's name down hurt her here um, because I will bet money that if he knew it was D, he would have said D instead. And at least there would have been a chance that D went home instead of J. It will be interesting to see what happens when Sifu figures out that D actually wrote his name down. Not that he's going to like, you know, I think he's going to be upset for sure. He he might karate chop her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the other names that came out during while they were eating were Caleb's and Emily for obvious reasons. Caleb yeah. definitely gained more support than Emily just because I think they see him as a bigger threat. But it was really uncertain which way they were going to go when they got back to Tribe. And I don't want to try to overanalyze the decision to send Jay home and try to give like some highly perceptive analysis of why she went home because everyone voted for her. But and, and get we're gonna get into the tribal later. But she really made two decisions, in my opinion, which made it easy to vote her out. And that's why making personal connections is so important because it's more difficult for someone to vote your vote you out, write your name down. So usually we say, you know, you want to have people that feel bad about voting you out, and she did not do that. Like you said, she was unable to build those social connections, and socially, that's really the goal. However, I do want to say that her decision to one take the blame for writing down Sifu. Because he got mad and wanted her gone was a mistake. And two, when she really pushed to take the amulet over the food, which allowed Austin and Kelly to then say, well, we vote her out. It's only going to help us and our amulets. Um, that really hurt her, obviously. And then three, on top of that, her entire original alliance of D and Mama J, which seemed like it should have been a really strong three, they wanted her out, which we don't really understand. I know that we'll talk about, too, about... Um, Caleb making a good point about those three women, and we'll talk about that later, but I think that that hurt her. So I think just all of that just kind of combined is what got the momentum going to get Jay out and just made it easier for people to write down her name and say, yeah, that's fine. And then on top of all of that, at this point specifically, 
it's more in historically we see this. It's the whole mentality of as long as it's not me, I'm okay with it. Right. You know, as long as it's not me, I'm okay with. It. I just want to make it past this point. So, thought it was a, a series of bad decisions, not just one bad decision. It wasn't like one bad alliance or playing too hard to get somebody out. This was a combination of just really bad strategic gameplay or strategic gameplay that came back that backfired. It was funny with the um, with Austin. He wants her out just because of the sandwich. He brought it yeah. up like four or five times. I re- I really wanted that sandwich. You know, he cost me that 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 wedge. I mean, this, he said it like four or five times. It's hysterical. Hey, he he's got to be related to chop. No one wants food, or, no. or, or takes food that seriously, and is yeah. so upset about food, like other than Chapo. That's very Chapo esque. After the first after the first show, then I, he kept bringing it up like three or four times. After that, I was just laughing. <laughs> and 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 I do want to say too because we had talked about we had said last week that. Too many people, they're never going to merge into one. But I did like this, actually, that there were so many people because there was these little pockets of people that really wanted Caleb gone, but they wouldn't openly say it because they were afraid because they felt like Caleb was part of Bello and they were afraid to upset Bello. And I just thought that was really that we wouldn't have gotten that if it wasn't such a large group. Unfortunately for Caleb, Bruce identified him as a threat which meant that Jake was also on board to get him out. And then Napoleon Dynamite wanted Caleb out too, but he was afraid to tell people. So there was this groundswell of momentum, like I said, these little pockets that we didn't really know exist until Bruce was the one that came out and said it. They were like, let's get Caleb out. And so I'm saying to myself, watching this, Caleb's gone. The only hope he had was that Sifu, Austin, and Couture did not want him out, but I didn't feel like he had the numbers. And they were really gunning for Jay, which to me didn't make a whole lot of sense because... If I'm looking at just the ability to compete and social game and everything, it's got to be Caleb's the stronger one, so get rid of Caleb. So this made for one of the most exciting tribals we've ever had because I figured people would split, creating a fracture in the tribe, which didn't happen necessarily. I thought that would make it for exciting going forward. I figured some people would vote for Caleb, some people might vote Jay, and Caleb ultimately would go, and I thought, okay, this can be an opportunity for us to have a lot of drama going forward. And that isn't exactly what happened, but it wasn't a bad thing. Without giving anything away about what actually happened, what did you think was going to go down when they went when they went to tribal? Before we everything happened, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, I, I, knew, I knew Caleb was going to do something. He had, he had no other choice. Play the shot in the dark or whatever. I figured, yeah, I'd like to either split it, him and Emily, to get one of them out, because they were on the same tribe originally. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I was shocked about when he just... He was talking about people, and then he just threw out Jay's name. Yes, and we'll, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But before we do, there was another conversation that happened prior to Tribal that I want to talk about that I found interesting, see if you found it interesting as well, was Dee and Jake were having a conversation. We hadn't had that, seen them really have a conversation before. And Dee's like, who do you want out? And Jake, oh, you know, I'm a little apprehensive about saying it. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell you, I want Jay out. Again, I don't get that. I really think it's an example of her playing way too hard. They were allies. It was someone that was clearly aligned with you. You need numbers at this point. There's so many people. Why do you think she was so gung-ho about getting rid of an ally? Was it just that she thought the momentum was going there and she wanted to be on the part of the, the larger majority of the tribe? Or was there some other reason? I think it's the majority thing. That's yeah. what I think. And I'm so not. she just wanted to see what he wanted. As far as we saw, he never even answered her question. And he even said, I'm shocked, right? I think yeah. he said something like, I'm really shocked that you said that. So they go to tribal. And at Tribal, Caleb made a really strong argument to vote Jay when he said, 
eliminating one of the three Reba women, D, Mama J, and J, lowers the, their threat level. I think maybe that could have played into, and even though she didn't say it, and even though she got really upset when Caleb did say that, I think that she had her and Mama J had to have in the back of their mind, you know, everyone knows that we're tight. Everyone knows we came from the same tribe. They're going to be coming for one of us. Better to dump her and save ourselves because it is a block of three women that came from the same tribe that had voted as a block and were going to probably in all likelihood continue to vote as a block. And everyone knew that. So I think that may have played into them getting rid of them. At this point, they weren't going to vote. She wanted they wanted Jay out. Um, but the perception at the time was that they were going to be really strong. So then Jay, I thought, also made a really strong, maybe even a stronger argument, but she didn't do a good job of convincing people. And I think that goes back to, like you said, her inability to make those social connections. And she just stated what everyone knows is true. She said that Caleb's social game is really strong. And then she said something like, if you don't think he'll be a threat to your game, you're wrong. Which is obvious, right? It should be super obvious, but it's also very true because his if he can get out of this situation where he is clearly the guy that's going to get voted home when there's even fewer people to convince, right. he's even a bigger threat. And I mean, if he can talk his way out of this, he, he can t- talk his way out of any situation. Yeah, no, I mean, Caleb's been great, good social player, and she's right. And then he has one, one misstep. He tries to strengthen his argument by saying he has no alliances. And he can't right. make moves. He's trying what he was trying to say, I think, and he did this is the one time he did not articulate it, and we'll see if I can do a better job. Was he was trying to say, I've got no power because I've got no alliances. I can't I can't be the one to decide who goes home. But in saying that, and he didn't say it quite like that, in saying that, he's basically saying, I'm a plastic bag adrift in a windstorm. I'm going where the current takes me. And Dee sees that and strikes on that, and and who was, you know, like I said before, the collateral damage to Caleb's defense against Jay is of course that's you. You're just floating along. How can we trust you? Right. We can't trust you, which I thought was a genius statement. I agree. At this point, I'm like, I can't envision a scenario where Caleb is safe. So Caleb was voted out by uh, by everyone, but he used yeah. a shot in the dark, which was a miracle of all survivor mir- miracles. I'll use air quotes there because it did seem a little fishy, right? It did seem a little fishy that he was saved, but it worked out and it made for great TV. So now they have to re-vote. Caleb can't vote. He also can't be voted out. It's pretty clear that Jay is going home as she was the only other name thrown out. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I must say, the best episode of the new era. I have been down on the shot in the dark for, for years. I don't like it. It hasn't worked. And no, and there has been times in the past where, you know, you. I think it was one of the guys I had maybe two years ago in the pool. Mm-hmm. I forgot remember who it was. Yep. Who... Played it, and, you know, it was the same kind of thing. Thought he'd be safe, not safe. And then, he obviously, he went home. And I was actually laughing, too, when uh, Caleb went up there and he yelled out Jay's name. That was hilarious. I thought that was great. So they were all laughing. I have to give credit to the Survivor editing music, the music person. The music at Tribal is always great, whether it's, like, they start low, and then when Jeff's undoing the scroll, it's a crescendoing, and then he reveals it straight face. Devin's asked him. He said, how did you stay, like, straight face? And yeah, no emotion. Emotionless. That's my job. And he, he, it was a quick, like, he quick, <laughs> the quick 180. He didn't want to talk about it. I right. wonder if you do, like, maybe the ones that are safe are wrapped with a certain color ribbon. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. 
We also don't know. They might be like, all right, five minutes, guys. We're going to count these up. Because they're always in an order, which makes it go back and forth, kind of like Ramsey's show. Yeah, Jeff, so, yeah, Jeff said he does that on purpose. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, so, and he doesn't know what they are necessarily. So I think I think they say, okay, we're voting. And then there's like a break. And then they probably talk and get drinks or whatever. And then they come back. and they... The reaction of everybody except for Jay was great. They're all like, holy cow. I jumped off the couch. It was just something exciting for once. That's why the tribals with, with 13 people or 12 are much better. The small tribes of five or six. Yeah. It was just more it was more action. And then like I said, they after he was safe, you know, they revoted. Jay was just basically going she wasn't even asking anybody. She's just no. whispering everybody's here, vote for Emily, vote for Emily. I need you to vote for Emily. And then Emily Emily was like Yeah, and she wasn't up, able to pull anyone's anyone together. And in that situation, she didn't know, but it was already predetermined that she was gonna go home and why I don't think she was able to garner any support. I did feel really bad for her because she really tried to play, and unfortunately, just every single decision she made blew up in her face, and she was really kind of cast to the side by everyone, and I can't really, you know, I can't understand why. The best explanation I can come up with is, like, that mob mentality that we rarely see here on Survivor, where they think of the person uh, as, a, as an obstacle to them winning as opposed to the actual person, and it's not that everyone hated her. They were like, she's in our way, and we want to stay, because nine times out of ten, even more than that, people are genuinely sad or upset that someone goes home. But usually there's like some emotional, there's some people that are like, sorry, like no one, I don't even think anyone hugged her. There was like, no, no like, I'll see you later. It was just like that. And it could have been the editing. We don't know that, but it didn't seem like people in the moment were like, Oh, it's so sad to see Jay go. Like I said, her social game or she just came across with a bad personality or something. I don't know. I mean, she's kind of boring. I mean, I don't know. It didn't, didn't do much for me. But um, yeah, if she I, wasn't if she wasn't playing so hard and like trying to put things in motion, she probably would have just been a floater that you didn't even really see on TV because it, you know she didn't do much. Right now, I find myself rooting for Emily of all people. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I I came to like her now. I don't know. I, she seems like a cool person. Like after the beginning, even though I'm still rooting for my two in the pool. No, she was able to take Caleb's advice and really run with it and expand upon the whole building connections and talk about things that they like. And she's just been doing a really, really good job of it. And I don't know that we've seen the evolution of a survivor like Emily has gone through. Yeah, so it's exciting to see what happens. One of the things I saw people were upset with is that they talked about the shot in the dark in the preview. After they showed Jeff's face, they showed something drops right after that where... It's a hint of what something that's going on in there. Obviously, they didn't say it worked or anything, but right. you, they showed show the little dice like falling out of the air. And yeah, the idea of someone just using it is what I guess got people upset. Oh, it, it, it's even there if you if they didn't say that. But right, I don't think they do a good job in episode of letting the tension build. They it right. just oh, I've got this paper. You know, they usually show the guy pulling the paper, the person pulling the paper when they go to write the name. All right, so that ends it. Best of luck to all the contestants. I'm the big guy. And I'm Mags. We're out of here. Peace.